Hold your breath. Oh. Make a wish. Count to three. Okay. Come with us. And you'll watch a new episode of Movie Club. That was good. Thank you. I was going to join you, but then you kept zigging and zagging. I wasn't prepared. Thank you. Uh, I Once again, I want to set up, you know, we have set up the frame for the chair right there. I, once again, Mr. Obama, if you could tell us uh, what's <laughs> going on. That's going to be the running gag, uh, the uh, the uh, Clint Eastwood appearance at the Republican National Convention yeah. or whatever that was. Is that what it was? That's what it was. Okay. We're going to make that gag every week. Until Derek comes back. Which, Until Derek comes back. Which, lucky for you, is next week. So Yeah. Yeah, just to give everyone a heads up, Derek took some time. Derek really is kind of the orchestrate of, is that a word? I don't know, of the, with Movie Club, he gets really into it where he's printing out copious notes, tons of notes he doesn't even get to. I I feel bad because I first pitched the idea of Movie Club during quarantine when we were were just stuck in our house. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, let's both watch a movie together and we'll talk about it. And that's something that we can do. Yeah, yeah. Which I I love doing this podcast for the record. Yeah, I I really have grown to like it. Um, But uh, I just kind of thought it'd be fun just to like shoot the shit about a movie we watched, you know? And uh, Derek takes it very seriously, which I appreciate. Yes. But like, yeah, he'll like watch the movie every five minutes. He pauses it or writes down some more notes and then he resumes. He, yeah. He like take sometimes he watches the movie twice, you know, like I just sit there and watch it. Yeah. And then I just tell you what I think about it. But he yeah. really helms it. So he, that's awesome. He writes like a book for each one of these episodes. Yeah. And I, yeah, I do feel bad because I'm just like, yo, I, I watched Pig in the City. I'll tell you what I fucking hated this, right, this, exactly. you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, he takes it very seriously. And then, uh, yeah, he reached a point where he's just like, can, can I please just take a couple weeks off from doing this? I was like, well, yeah, of course. So, so. So that's why I, you know, I thought that today's movie would be a good one to pick because it's something I can talk about very conversationally. Well, yeah. We can go into. Normally, you know, I have my, I also have notes. I take notes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the record. Yeah, I'm not trying to sound like. I also do research. Yeah. But this time I was like, I'm not even going to do that with this particular movie. This is a movie that Rocco has seen, I'm going to guess, a thousand times. And so I think I'm just going to, we're going to talk about it and I'm going to interview Rocco because he probably has all the answers the internet doesn't even have. So. Yeah, if you want to round down, probably I've probably seen it about a thousand times. Do you really? Um, how many times do you think you've seen this movie? Oh, I man, I don't know. There, I tried to when I was younger. I didn't know anything about like world records, but I thought I could start one. And mm. I thought if I watch this movie every day, how long can I do it? Because I would just come wow. home from school and put the movie on. And I made it sixty days, but mm. about sixty. But my uh, I brought it to school because uh, I was quoting the movie so much that the teacher was like, "Spring it in, let's all watch it." Uh-oh. And then uh, she we school ended and she locked the door and left. Like like I went home just like I don't have the VHS like it's in there. So yeah, she broke. I've never forgiven her. Wow. Um, no, but anyway, so I was watching it sometimes a couple times a day, and then I've seen it a million times since childhood. Right. Yeah, I don't, I I it would have to be 500 to 1000. It would have wow. to be. I mean, just in that year of grade school, it was probably 200. So, what grade if it were was you just in? then, I was 6th or 7th, I think. Okay. Back yeah. then. I mean, when I met you, it was in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the first things I knew about him was that guy likes his movie. Yeah. I mean, you would you would quote it still back <laughs> in high school in freshman year. So, yeah. like, yeah, I yeah, that I mean that's I I look at this movie and just think of you. It's like a Oh, rock. wow. Even though I've seen this movie well before I ever met you. Yeah. I've obviously never met someone who likes the movie so much. So. Huh. Well, thank you. I 
I think thank you. I think that's good. Um, but yeah, I was really uh, you know, we'll go we'll we'll go through the plot as we often do, but what really hooked me with this movie when I was younger is even young. I mean, I was probably I don't know, first time I saw it, I want to say maybe I was like 10. Mm-hmm. And someone had it at their house. They had a tape. And, and you know, whenever I went to a friend's house or whatever, they always wanted to watch similar stuff. It was always like, you know, like the latest Disney movie, like Aladdin or, right. you know, just came out. Or, you know what I mean? You go to a friend's house back then, you might watch a Disney thing or you might whatever. But I saw that their parents had a tape, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I just thought the title was funny. Yeah. I was like, come on, let's put let's put, I always like to put on something weird. Sure. You know, like, oh, they got we got this weird movie in Spanish. We'll play that. Even as a kid, I thought like stuff was funny just because it was weird, you mm-hmm. know? And I said, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And we put this movie on, and it's really funny. This 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 almost makes a statement. I mean, I'm not trying to what toot my own horn here or whatever, but this is almost you ever see something from your childhood that almost sums you up as an adult later? Like, mm. oh, there's the foundation yeah, for it. me. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Later on who I would become. Mm-hmm. You could see it here. Yeah. I specifically remembering remember put putting this movie on and it lost everyone else because Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory are not in this fucking movie until halfway through. Mm-hmm. Like there is a solid 45 minutes plus that it it is not that and I personally, as a kid, had never seen something like that, mm. where it was like, oh, they're like building. You know what I mean? It was like they build to that. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, what is this movie? Like, what's going to happen when they go? Right. And I was, that blew me away. I'd never seen a movie, you know, as a kid, every movie delivers. A, you see Aladdin go get his lamp in the first 10 seconds. Right. You see, you know. None of them really played with time, and so that blew me away. I was 10 and just like, they're like building that. Like, what's going to happen? It really blew me away, and everyone else in that house was just like, where's the chocolate? Where's the chocolate factory? And I was like, everyone shut up, and they all went and did other stuff. And I'm just like, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. It really was unlike anything I had seen. And so that was me just like telling everyone to piss off while I was locked in on this VHS of Willy Wonka and the I Chocolate love Factory. The idea of you put this on as a joke, and yeah. Then a minute later, get the fuck out! I'm watching this. Movie. That totally. It was just like, but I was thirsty for something really like unusual like that. Yeah, you know, they're showing people around the world selling out of candy bars, and they keep building up this image of who is Willy Wonka, right? Who who really is he? And that. I had to see the movie again. It was like, I, this was, I've never seen anything like this. It's funny so, yeah. because the movie for a kid that I've never been hooked faster as a kid. Interesting. It yeah. Starts yeah. with candy being made. That's which how is I was. Every yeah, yeah. kid yeah. is like, well, I'm in like, I mean, yep. it starts and you see a thousand pieces of candy. It's like, well, this is all I ever wanted to see. Yeah. And so that'll be, no, but then after that, obviously it's a, it's a slow build. Yeah, but it gets you at first, and it's like, ooh, yes. what, are, what are you looking at here? So we might as well make our way through the movie now, yeah. whatever. Um, unless you want to share any more about what you thought the first um, time you had seen it. I don't remember. This is a movie that my dad showed me, and you know, he, okay, we had several VHSs of movies, but not that many. 
Mm. And this is one. So, like, you know, all the movies that were on those VHSs, I've seen a thousand times because we had no options, really. Yeah. That's why Princess Bride was one. Oh, this was another. Okay. And then I'm trying to think of the, another one that, like, really stuck out with me, but I can't think of any mm. moment. But, oh, Stargate. That's all. Oh. It, was, it was like those three I've seen a billion times. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I've seen this movie a lot, a lot, a lot of times. But yeah. watching it this time now, looking at it in, like, a, a critical sense, I had more questions Mm-hmm. Then I, because usually I put it on and I can just quote it back to you and not sure. think about it. But I'm not actually. I thought about it this time watching it. So sure, okay. I have some questions for you, Rocco. Maybe you can help me out. Okay, so we'll we'll make our way through. Yeah. Uh, but let's start at that opening. Yeah. There has been talks in the past, or uh, uh, conversations, or polls, or whatever online about what movie. Uh, like there are some movie openings that make you hungry. There have been a few. Um, I will say one that like wrecked me as a kid. I think I became fat as a kid because of oh. this movie opening. Not 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 the Willy Wonka one. Uh-oh. But do you remember Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze? I do remember the movie. I don't remember the opening though. The opening is just going to little vignettes of people around New York City and they're all eating big ass slices of pizza. pizza. New York pizza. Like they're folding it up and eating it. Like it was a montage of people eating pizza. Every single time I watched that movie, it was like, Give me a pizza. Where's pizza? Like, how do I get how do I get pizza? And my, you know, my mom and dad would be like, Even, no, we're not doing pizza again. Okay, cool. Go to a friend's house. They have pizza here? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I had to get my fix somewhere else. Right. But anyway, but I will say, even despite that, bar none, I think this is one of the best, one, I think this is one of the best movie intros ever, regardless. But two, this is the one I think that actually wrecks me the most. Because whenever I see this opening, it's like... We don't have any chocolate here. Do we? Have right. Chocolate? Do we? We gotta have chocolate. If here, you're right? in the theater watching this movie for the first time, you're going to concession stands. Yeah. Like ah, oh, I'll miss the intro. I'll make yeah. Pick. Yeah. It's like I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Yeah. It really makes you want chocolate. Yeah. Which is uh, a point of irony uh, too, which we can get into more later. But what a lot of people don't realize is this movie really did have a tie-in. Where they, okay, they wanted the movie to do good, obviously, but they also had a plan in place to have Wonka chocolate bars in stores. Right. So that, hey, the movie's a hit, and look, you want the candy, don't Which you? worked for me yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Like, whenever I saw, because they, it was maybe some anniversary of the movie, whatever, they had yeah. Wonka bars back in 7-Eleven, just for a little bit of time, but it was Wonka yeah, bar. Yeah, they did. And I was like, whoa! I was, like, into it. And obviously, they, with a Wonka name, which I... If I'm not mistaken, I thought they changed because the, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is the book. Yeah, and they named they switched it to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory just for that reason, right? To sell the candy. I believe so, so they could emphasize that name. Yeah, because you, I mean, if you see Willy Wonka and then you think candy. Yeah, yeah. Charlie he, is just a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't gonna buy a Charlie bar. What the hell is that? I don't know. I'm sure in some country someone is like, we, we, yeah, we have Charlie bars. They're very good. <laughs> I have a Charlie ball yesterday, but, um, no, uh, but yeah, that, and also too, like Willy Wonka is a more interesting name too. Yeah. Like the hell again, that's why I, that's why I picked it off the shelf oh when I was God. a kid. I was if like, it, Willy Wonka. If they didn't Wonka. change the title, would you have ever watched this movie? I don't know. Holy shit. I, I really don't. Wow. Um, but anyway, so this was a tie in, uh, and it never worked out 
it, at the time when this came out in 71, the uh, the formula was bad and they all came to the shelves melted. They were all screwed oh, up. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that tie in never happened. Oh, fuck. And some some suggest that that was actually the best thing to ha- even, you know, like, I'm sure they were not happy about that, but that may have been the best thing to happen when it comes to the longevity of the movie, because they a lot of people behind the scenes were like, it was going to be very corporate tie-in very like commercial. it would have been like yeah was this a commercial for the candy and because all of that got screwed up it the movie stood on its own which let me also say though that if you are in 1971 saw the movie like the movie and now heard their Monka bars out there yeah but you can't find them yeah that is adding to the mystery yeah yeah i would have actually preferred that maybe yeah you know yeah but anyway uh anyway getting ahead of ourselves whatever that opening does a great job at, for endorsing the chocolate industry. You watch it, and I've never sat through it with people where where you're not pointing out which one's your favorite. Like, are those Hershey's Kisses? Yeah, okay, those are my yeah. favorite. Oh, no, that looks like Nutty Bars. Yeah, oh, those are my favorite. Those are my favorite. Like, it just happens. Anyway, I promise we're not going to spend as long on the uh, uh, every scene as we are this opening. I will. But I it's will. a monumental opening, okay? That's yeah, a good one. <laughs> but anyway, um, it goes from there. You see, then it goes to the town. You go to the town candy shop, right? They sing, they sing the classic song, "The Candy Man." The classic song. Mm-hmm. You see a kid get a concussion, um, <laughs> being hit with that thing. Which I don't know if you guys have ever had your jaw hit like that, but it can give you a concussion. Oh, which God. I learned the hard way filming a video here. Oh, I what fell. Happened? We were filming outside in the alley. Down the street. I don't remember what video it was for. We were fighting, a fake fight scene. And yeah, I was, was supposed that? to hit the ground, and I did, huh. but my jaw yeah. hit the ground, and I gave myself a concussion, but I didn't realize that you could do that, but your jaw hits the, your brain hits the bottom. Yeah. Or the top of your head. Whatever. I got all yeah. fucked up. Anyway. Don't hit your head no matter where. I did that, and then did not feel good, made Derek drive home, and then took a nap, which is the last thing you should do. But again, I didn't realize I had a concussion until Shit. after it was done so i'm yeah. okay but well was that during like version three or something i don't it was no 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 it was for a a commercial like a it's for one of our videos i don't know what but it was at our old studio no no no. we were oh, at it, this studio this was, oh I took, I, didn't a, know that. I took a nap in our, my office so oh that's right this yeah. was very was. recent i would say within the last before covid but maybe 2019 yeah that sucks anyways whatever. anyway enough concussion concussion talk sorry here. no uh the well so i i want to point out Another thing about that's that that was uh, I think very cleverly done in this movie is you see the village, the town that you know Charlie lives in. You see you're seeing this uh, chocolate store, candy store. Um, everything in this movie has a interesting look to it. It almost looks very like it's not tied to a particular time so much as it almost looks like fantasy land. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everything looks has a you know. It's not like a, oh downtown New York in the seventies or, no. or downtown well, whatever. Well, it's a set, right? But it's like it's, right. It feels like a set. The, well, all the villages and towns in this movie, yeah, they they are filmed. It was all in Germany, and they would find German villages that they thought, you know, they've oh. all got this. They've all got that again to bring up Fantasyland. They've all kind of got that style. I mean, that's even Fantasyland uh, in 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 a theme park has kind of a old European style to it. Well, that's what these towns did, and they went with that because they said that gives it a little. It's a little more timeless, a little more fairy tale than it would be if we just shot it, you know, in in the suburbs of 
1970s, you know, you know, it would it would tie it to that time. Now it's more of a fantasy movie, mm. um, which I thought was kind of cool. And another thing they did to res- to detach from dating the movie too much is the studio had put Sammy Davis Jr. in the scene in um, to sing the Candyman. Oh, because oh. he famously did. He There's a recorded single of him. Um, like he did that song. Oh, it was I a, didn't know that. It was a hit single. Yeah. Mm. And it's by Sammy Davis Jr. He was going to uh, play the, the Candyman, you know, yeah, whatever. The, the, the shop, guy shop yeah. owner. He was going to do that role. And the director was like, I, that's just going to, again, like make this movie timeless and it will live forever. Like, mm. let's do it. So kids want to watch it forever. If we do that, it's going to remind them of 1971. You know, it's going to tie it to that. And he, they fought and fought. And finally, they gave it to that random dude. <laughs> That's a bold choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To have the opportunity to have Sammy Davis Jr. in your movie. And honestly, yeah. I, that would be fine. I wouldn't be <laughs> mad if Sammy Davis Jr. was that guy. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't think that would have wrecked the movie. but No. But... In the same time, I kind of like that it's this random dude because you're sucked into that world. Also, you're not thinking about ours. Let me maybe. be real. And now, you know, thinking about it, like the longevity. If I yeah. show that to my kids now, they wouldn't know who the fuck Sammy James Jr. <laughs> yeah, was. that's true. That is the candy guy. You that's know? true. But but it's hard to decide on that because I also I remember even a year after the Spider-Man movie came out and they go, here's Macy Gray. I remember thinking, oh, man. Yeah, but if Macy but, Gray was in the movie as a sing a character to singing a song, yeah, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. be like, ugh. Right. You know, it, it's hard. It's a diff- that's a difficult Yeah, I, I kinda I think generally I agree with you, but I see what they were doing well, too. Also, where they thought maybe it wasn't. Let me ask know. another question. Is there a black person in this movie? Yeah, honestly. I don't think so. That's honestly, weird, no. Right? I re- like, yeah, so I, I mean Yeah, then point point for that. I mean, uh, I don't uh, know. Reason. You could have uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's 1971, different time, but I just yeah, feel like that's a very yo, good point. Though. You just turned out the one black guy. You and cast and, and to be re- and to be real, and you know, again, like you know, I, as I'm growing up, I don't think about this stuff, but you know, I watch it now. Really, the only person of color in this movie is a not even a character, a gambler who fakes having a ticket. Like that, oh, really? that, yeah, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, news, yeah, yeah. the news broadcasts it later that one of the tickets, right. um, is a gambler who faked it. Right. Um, but we'll talk about that when we get to it, but so Anyways. yeah, maybe that was your chance to, yeah, yeah anyway. uh, suspect <laughs> anyways. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, that song is good. Good. Oh, Here, here's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Great. All the music in this movie is great. Yeah. Was it written for this movie? All of it? I uh, believe so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who who wrote it? I'm thinking Leslie Brick. Brick uh, I don't know how to say their names. But, uh, yeah. The thing that dates this movie the most to me is the fucking Oompa Loompa songs with the graphics. Yeah, like, that I dates agree. That more than Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, being in it. But, man, I, I love it. Oh, it's, oh well, I love it. Yeah, I can see how he would love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah this movie has it's, – it's, it's, it's got some things going timeless for it and some things that are so – so unbelievably like late sixties just clash. Yeah. And that's, that's really what I love about it. Sure. Um, it's got kind of two form, two kinds of sensibilities about it. But anyway, anyway, uh, but that song, that's a banger dude. Candyman, Come on. Great way to open a movie. Hell yeah. Uh, Charlie is outside of their little song and dance. You know, by the way, the shot, this is another thing that cracked me up when I was a kid. 
during the Candyman number, he's throwing candy to all the kids in the store. Right. And I just remember watching this go, this guy's bankrupt. Like, he's just throwing candy everywhere. And then Charlie, we see outside the window, like, you know, I'm left out. It's like, bro, walk in the door. You would have got a free meal. Yeah even, yeah, even though you have no money, this guy doesn't seem to care about that. Yeah, exactly. The whole The whole premise here they keep setting up is Charlie... Charlie Bucket and his family are exceptionally poor. Mm -hmm. They have a home, but it's barely a home. Um, And they have nothing. They talk about having cabbage water for dinner, Mm -hmm. you know? And so the whole time I'm like, bro, if you, if it's rare, you have a meal. Like he, he, he's working a paper route and he brings them just a little loaf of bread. And they talk about it. Like it's a banquet, right? It's like, okay, if that's a banquet, walk in and get all the candy, dumbass. What are you doing? Go in there. Um, uh, I've said this before. One of the funniest jokes I ever heard as a kid was it, it goes to the shot of Charlie in the window watching the candy, you know, the, the candy man number. Yeah. And right as it's just this close up of this blonde kid, my aunt walked in and said, Oh, you kids watching Richie rich. And my brother without missing a beat. And he must've been eight or nine at the time goes, no, it's poory poor as, <laughs> as a 12, 13 year old that I'd never heard anything that funny. Uh, I, you, the timing you wouldn't have believed if you had it. Is that Richie rich? No, it's poory poor. And a room full of kids all died. Right. Like we, I'm we sure. were wheezing anyway. Again, I'm older now, you know, it's not the best joke ever, but Hey, for a hey, eight year old, pretty good. In that age range, you've never heard anything yeah, funnier. That's true. Anyway, someday we'll move on past the scene. Nah. Um, but Whatever, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Charlie Bucket goes back to his family, very poor. Um, this is where I take issue. Let me ask you some questions about okay. this, Jocko. What? Okay, so it's, you know, a famous scene, all the grandparents in one bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a famous thing. And everyone makes the jokes, oh, how they shit, uh, whatever. Yeah, okay. yeah, shit in the bed. I'm, you know what? I'm not even going to think about that because I'm an adult. Yeah. You know? I'm a it's, a, it's a rolled doll book, so there's a, a level of it. You got to just go. Yeah. But, but. Grandpa Joe mm. seems to me like he's an asshole. <laughs> I just don't get why this guy, cl- he says he can't get up. And now, I mean, we'll get to try to get the ticket later, but yeah. he's dancing. Yeah. He's fucking fine. You're, you're, you're letting your family drink cabbage water, taking care of you in your bed. Like, yo, go out there and work. Yeah. W- once Charlie wins the, <laughs> the golden ticket later, spoiler, uh, it seems like he can walk again in no time flat, sing and dance, no problem. Yeah, and everything is a miracle. It's not a miracle. He was an asshole. There, that's my. He clearly has something wrong with him. Where he keeps, it's clear. Like they keep saying stuff like, you know, oh well, if you could work again, or if you could, you know, set, you know, maybe you would set foot on the floor. And he keeps saying stuff like, well, well, maybe if the floor wasn't so cold. Oh, you think he has some kind of phobia? I or something? think he. I think he does. And I think then, it goes beyond uh, like he physically can't. Okay. I, um, I think there is a fear thing, a mental there. block. There's a couple things he says that suggest that that okay. there's something where he. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if I picked up on it, but I just watched it, being like, this guy could have helped out. And even when he gets to his song, he talks about 
like things are finally like looking okay again. Mm-hmm. Things are feeling okay again. Yeah. Again, I think it's something. Yeah. Okay. In his heart. But also too, I don't know. You never know what is really going on with Grandpa Joe because at one point later too, he has a candy bar that he bought for Charlie. You know, because they keep trying to find the right. golden tickets. Yeah. He's got one. Which, by the way, another weird scene. He pulls it from under his ass. Yeah. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. Um. But he shows the the candy bar, and it's like, did he get up to go buy that? Yeah. How did he know? get that? Yeah. Did the mom buy it and kept that? A secret? A se- yeah. Mm. You know, there's some, I don't know, there's some weird, weird stuff shit. about, gra- there's some Grandpa Joe mysteries going yeah. on here. Okay. But anyway, whatever, the family, yeah, the, you got a bunch of old people in a bed, they haven't been out of it in 20 years, so it's just the mom working a laundry job to make a few bucks, and Charlie took a paper route. Right. Um, And they're... Uh, the, the, I think dad, did they say dad passed away? I, I don't, think, I can't I, remember. I, I, I think he did. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. On the spot. I can't think of it. Uh, in the book, he was alive and his job was he screwed the caps on toothpaste. That is a um, hilarious job. Yeah. To have. But they, they just felt like I, when they were making the movie, it's like, we need to do something that makes it a little sadder, you know, like well, they lost dad you know, or sad. something. Yeah. You look at this. It's a grim scene. Yeah. Seen four old people in one bed. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. So, wish um, accomplished. And again, because they filmed this in Germany, a lot, a lot, a lot of the extras in this movie were German, did not speak English. Mm. Uh, and then sometimes if they had to have English-speaking cast, they would go a little further out and go to the UK. Mm. So that's why you have a lot of British actors in it, right. stuff like that. But the other old people in the bed, they're all like German speaking, no English. Oh. So that's why Grandpa Joe is always, yeah, da 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 da. And then he goes to them and they're all like, mm. Oh my, that's mm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Except uh, you do get uh, Grandma Josephine does have one killer line. I did the end pieces with the little tassels. When he makes it, when she makes a scarf. That is a good one. But anyway, uh, so yeah, they're poor, whatever. They announce out of nowhere, uh, Charlie's at school. And they announced there's a hubbub outside. They announced that Willy Wonka is doing a contest. The famous Willy Wonka, because Charlie on his paper route, he sees the Willy Wonka factory. Mm-hmm. Like they make chocolate there, and someone tells him, like, yeah, that there's weird stuff in that factory. Nobody ever goes in, nobody ever goes out. What's going on in that factory? Mm-hmm. No one knows. Good setup. Yeah, great setup. So you're wondering, yeah, what's mysterious about the factory? Yeah. So then Charlie, when he's at school, hears about a contest. Wonka's going to give out five golden tickets in Wonka bars. You got to buy a Wonka bar to find one. You get one, you get a golden ticket, it lets you in the factory. And no one's ever been in the factory. Mm -hmm. No one's met Willy Wonka. I mean, there's mystery around this chocolate empire. What are they going to do? So then it becomes the hunt for five golden tickets. And this is what I love about the movie. And by the way, if I'm steamrolling through this at any point, tell me to stop. This is exactly how I expect this to go. We're we're good. This is all according to plan. Um, This is where I really started to fall in love with the movie. In terms of things I had never seen before as a kid watching this. It it zips around the world and it just, it takes time to like, just let's stop in this part of the world. What are they doing? Let's stop in, you know what I mean? And there's vignettes that aren't even connected to someone who gets a golden ticket. Like they don't work out, you know? Here's a character. Ah, uh, it didn't work out. You never see him again. You know, I'd never seen something right. like that. That's true. That's you know what point. I mean? Here's uh, you know, um, uh, a psychiatrist. You know, an archangel appeared to me in my dream and told me to f- where to find a Wonka golden ticket. And the doctor's like, 
what exactly did he say? Yeah, that that's you know who cares? Think, it's a fantasy. Shut up and tell me where it is. You know I, that's <laughs> that I think is one of the funniest parts of the whole movie. Yeah, the guy with the robot or the the the, the machine, computer, the computer. Yeah. early computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That tells him whatever, and it's like this is. This little skits, little jokes in this movie, which yeah. is great. It's really fun. Yeah, I, I do think, and I know it's going to sound weird, I think it had an impression on me where mm-hmm. it's like, look, there's almost little two-minute movies in a bigger movie, you know? Yeah. It gave me an appreciation for shorts. Like, yeah. there, you got life stories of people in this movie that have a beginning, middle, and end in, in a minute and a half. You it know? really is like, it's like if you're reading a comic book and then yeah. all of a sudden there was a page and it was just far side pages. And yeah. it's like, okay, one little joke, one little joke, one little joke, one little joke, and back to the comic. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. And it goes all around the world. My favorite one personally is a woman who has her husband held at ransom. They're going to kill her husband. And they're waiting for the demands. And the the most serious-looking late 60s policeman, chief, you know, whatever, gets the call. Like, And the woman is like, I'll give them whatever they want. I just want my husband. I want Harold back. They want your case of Wonka bars. Uh, did you hear me? It's your husband's life or your case of Wonka bars. And the longest pause. How long will they give me to think it over? <laughs> <laughs> and it cuts. That's still funny. That's funny. That's funny. And I think that is the greatest, to me, the greatest asset of this movie. I think there's a lot of timeless humor in it. I mm-hmm. think there's stuff that was funny then that is still really funny now. Yeah. It goes to the guy at the news desk. Um, everyone's caught, you know, caught up in Wonka mania. And I just want to remind everyone there are many more important things. Many more important things. Uh, offhand, I, I can't think of what they are, but I'm, I'm sure there's there must be something. All right, now for ne- tomorrow's weather. That's still a great gag. Yeah, he, and the guy delivers it so good. You know what I mean? Like I think there's a lot of uh, of, of stuff from this time that the humor is like, well, that's very like yeah, late '60s, early '70s. But you know, we wouldn't do that now. I think this stuff is funny now. Like I really do. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I, that all that kind of stuff going around the world with the pandemonium is my favorite part of the movie personally. Um, but yeah, we see, we see all the different kids. We Which see. Which is cool. Cause I yeah. mean, they do a great job of the second you see the kid, you know, the kid like, the, it, Oh, they're it, that, it, they're that kid. It's no question. There's yeah. no real character development. Honestly, yeah. it's like, yeah, they suck for this reason. They suck for that reason. That guy's a monster. You know? It's, yeah. It's yeah. Good. Veruca salt is the rich spoiled girl who they've hired a staff to mm-hmm. open the bars. Oh, you're that person. Got it. Yeah. Uh, Mike, my TV. Yeah. Mike TV is the, yeah, he's glued to his TV all the time. He's the kid who, like, has no patience, just wants to be entertained, you know. Brooke Assault um, with the gum. You know, it's just, they just have a little thing where yeah. it's just like, this is obvious. That, Violet Beauregard with the gum. What, oh, Veruca oh Salt was the rich That's girl. That's the rich girl. But, yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, my favorite introduction is Augustus Gloop, who is the, uh, the, the child who, um, again, it, this might be one of the only things that I think maybe aged not great. And among the humor in it, there's a lot of like jokes about weight mm-hmm. and uh, you know what I mean? Like that's something we probably wouldn't be doing now. That's the only thing I think in my opinion has kind of maybe soured a little where it's like a lot about, wow, this kid eats a lot. Yeah. Wow. You know, Oh, you're in just fine shape. Augusta, you know, right. such fine shape. Uh, but 
for my money, I for, I I die laughing every time it shows the interviewer and he's standing right in front where the antlers of the uh, stuffed deer on the wall perfectly align with his head. I don't know if you noticed that gag, but uh, that that, no. that is I think that's such a great gag where it just lines up perfectly when he goes on camera to talk. The antlers <laughs> are right above his head. To, <laughs> okay, yeah, so. I think that was something that happened accidentally in filming, and they were like, "Oh, keep, uh, keep, keep doing that." Yeah. Uh, and then when they go to interview his dad, the dad just uh, eats, it just bites the microphone. Like in a flurry of eating, oh, yeah, he, yeah. he doesn't even stop to talk. He just bites the microphone off. Kills me every time. Yeah. But um, but anyway, whatever. So we've seen all the different types of kids. Uh, Charlie is like in near tears throughout all this because he thinks, you know, he wants one more than anyone. Right. He really believes Which that. Which is funny because you see the kids who get it and you they're obviously all shitheads. It's not even a close competition of like, well, yeah. that one's okay to have it. Like yeah. you have, you kind of hate all of the kids. Yeah, and they're mostly all wealthy too. Like they don't need yeah. it as much as they don't need it. Charlie, and you would. know, Charlie needs this, but this fucking kid can't catch a break. Yeah, you know. And then Grandpa Joe pulls that candy bar right out of his ass, and you think, oh, here we go. This is our yeah. moment. And what was it? No go. No good. I bet that gold. I bet those golden tickets make the chocolate taste terrible. Like they're just. I think that's another thing this movie does very well is you, there's like 10 times where you think he's going to get that ticket. Wow. He's really not. Yeah. He's not going to get it. How funny would the movie be if he didn't get it? And that's the end. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. That's a movie. <laughs> we got to break in. I, oh, there's no ticket. I'm getting in. You never see inside the factory. You see, he's just coming. Yeah. Come, you not just come hear out. about it. It yeah. was so good. Dude, they didn't come out. We don't know what happened. Yeah. They never, they never escaped. Uh, now at the peak of sadness in this movie, uh, this is what I want to ask you, your mm. take. Mm-hmm. Something that I've heard, a thing I've heard argued is one thing that was almost cut out of the movie, but the director fought for it, was when Charlie uh, Charlie visits his mom and just says, like, you know, there's only one ticket left or however many are left at that point. And he's like, I- I'm just, it's like impossible. Like, I'm not going to get it. And she says, you know, maybe you won't, but you won't be different than the other billion people that didn't get one either. Like, you know, she's just trying to make him feel better mm. and she knows how much this is breaking him. And he walks away. And then the mom has like kind of this, one of the only like really sad ballads this in the movie sad little song. And it's just kind of showing Charlie like walk, walk home. There's not a lot of glitz to this number. No. It's just her sitting on the porch singing about like how bad she feels about him and whatever. There have been lots of arguments that are like, this was the number, the song to cut from the movie. Oh, what do you think 100%. about this? Hundred percent, Rocco. <laughs> when I watched this movie as yeah. a kid, it was always like, I love this movie. Fast forward that song, <laughs> and we're good. Okay, back on it. Yes, like, I never. I I think I've seen that song all the way through, maybe twice. How funny! I'm like, yeah. ah, fuck it. Who cares? Cheer up, Charlie. Okay, yeah. nah, thanks. I'm good. Not even saying, not even saying it's a bad song, but well, personally, but in my mind too, we already know it's fucking bleak. Yes, we've seen it. Why make me see it more? Like, yeah, he's fucking sad and his life sucks. I yeah. get it. Oh, I, don't sing about it. I I have two thoughts on on the on that song. One is as many times as I watched it as a kid. We've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. I would say 95% of the time I fast forwarded that part. Yeah. Okay, Even, good. And that's me. Yeah. So that half of my brain agrees. I will say now that I'm older, I watch that part and I kind of, you know, as I get older and I learn more about filmmaking and more about how the industry works, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. 
not that I'm any expert, but you know what I mean. You know, we we hear about that kind of stuff and sure. learn about how movies are made. Even doing this show, we find out more we about it. A lot, yeah. I kind of appreciate, and I see why they fought for it, because I kind of I watch it now and I go, wow, what this movie. This movie does a good job at taking the extra time on certain things that I think a lot of movies wouldn't. And hmm. and I kind of, I don't know, I watch it now and I go, wow. They could have just left that there. Hey, I'm not going to get a golden ticket. I'm sad about it. Yeah, well, I love you either way. Okay. And just, that's it. I don't know, like, letting that moment breathe where it's just, you're a little kid and you're walking around in the world and it it feels like everything is bigger than you and... I don't know, kind of letting that moment breathe. I'm I'm watching it now going like, damn, no other movie would let this stay in the movie. Yeah. And and I almost like appreciate how unusual that is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that to me is the this is the most I mean, this is like a play. Yeah. But this is the most like a play. This yeah. part to me. Um but you know, in, in my mind, it's like, yo, we're half an hour or more in this movie. I haven't seen the fucking Wonka. I haven't <laughs> yeah, seen the yeah. Chocolate Factory. Yeah. You know, I know he's sad. Can we just fucking get to it, please? Yeah. I definitely see that. But I do, as I'm older and know know how things work, I think it's kind of miraculous they let it breathe where, again, you just feel like, like just like that feeling of being a kid and everything is against you like that. I, I don't know. I kind of appreciate that they gave it a moment. Um, it, it gives me the same vibes as Mary Poppins. I've always loved always, maybe my favorite part of that movie. I know it sounds weird. There's a lot of great stuff in that movie, but when uh, Mr. Banks is just walking at the end, you know, that yeah. part where he's walking back at the end and, you have that feeling of like, I don't know, as I get older, I'm like, yeah, here, here's a dad who like doesn't want to fail his mm-hmm. family and stuff. You know what I mean? And I didn't appreciate that as a, as a kid. Yeah. I kind of feel that way about this. Now I kind of go like, wow, you kind of just let that moment be and uh, w- lived in it for a minute. I don't know. So I am split minded, but that being said, I did skip it almost every time. Yeah. 90%. I'm, on, I'm still on the cut it. <laughs> yeah. Page. Yeah. So I hear you. Uh, anyway, the fifth golden ticket is found in the world. Charlie didn't get it. A gambler, Alberto Mignoletta, in Paraguay, has found this golden ticket. Um, and uh, he's a as a rich gambler dude. He found it through his you know connections or whatever. But then they find out the guy faked it. That didn't happen. No, it's a fake ticket. What the fuck? So Charlie's walking around outside, going like, "Yo, what?" There's another ticket out there. Man, what is going on? And as he's walking around, he finds a uh, what? A pound? Actually, I might be doing I might be well, I might be doing this out of order. Well, before I'll, he I'll hears about the gambler, whatever, he finds yeah, whatever the coin is, mm-hmm. <laughs> a pound, whatever it is. A loony, toonie, who knows. That's Canadian. Okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh but he finds it in the gutter. Um, goes in, buys, uh, just for fun. He just buys for a, the taste. Cause he's such a fan. Yeah. He likes candy and he doesn't uh, give a fuck about the golden ticket anymore. That's the dorkiest part of the movie, by the way, walking into the candy store. I'd like a bar of chocolate, please. Like, I'd be like, yo, this kid's going to get beat up at school. That's, he talks like <laughs> that's that. how I ordered it. at 7-Eleven too. <laughs> I'd like a bar of chocolate, please. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he's already, he already buys that before he hears the news and he walks out and then he hears the news. The gambler faked the ticket. And so he's like, no, nah, there's no way. 
and he opens his bar of chocolate and there's gold Shut on the inside. The and up. is that scene directed well? Yes. It, yeah. Da -da. You know, the whole time you're going, can you please just fucking open it? Please, please. Like he's trying to get the paper off. Then there's like the metallic wrapper underneath it and he's going and he just inches it. He's edging the whole time. He is edging. A little bit, little bit. And the second you see a little glimmer of gold, you could hear like a little flute go. Like, yeah. like it really captures the feeling. Of That's what my heart does every yeah. time. And he pulls that golden ticket out, holds it. A bunch of adults notice and they're like, yo, yo people are going to are going to hound you. Run, run home. He runs home, but on the way, he's stopped by Who? Scary Man. Oh, no. Who says, stop right there. It's Slugworth. Oh! From a different candy company, Slugworth Chocolates. And he said, I've been trying to figure out. Wonka's got a new con new candy coming out called the Everlasting Gobstopper. This shit's going to tear the industry up. You can, you can suck that shit, and it doesn't go away. Like, I need to know the formula. So, you, you're poor, right? I got... I got 10,000 a big he doesn't actually say how much money he holds out some bills and goes 10,000 of these for you but what are they dollar bills are they hundred dollar bills? bills who knows who we knows? will never know but he's like I got fat stacks for you if you give me that form all you got to do is when you go into the factory factory get get me a gobstopper bring it back to me and you'll be rich you're set all right see ya and uh, okay we move on past that Charlie tells the family Grandpa Joe is going to go with him. He, uh, again, as we mentioned, he has a song and dance. Song and dance, and this guy can finally find the legs. Yeah. Ugh. And from there, uh, they go to the chocolate factory. Um, yeah. We're finally there. And we're we're a good chunk into the movie. It's, it's a, yeah, 40, we're 45 minutes. Here. They do a, such a great job, though. And credit to Gene Wilder. Because when you finally get there and you finally see him, you have the sense of, like, what is this? Like, you're yeah. you're worried. Yeah. When you see him, like, oh, this guy's fucking weirdo. Like, yeah. he has that cane. He's limping. And it's like, what? He's got his, a very unusual outfit. What's his backstory? Yeah. What's happening? And, you know, the hush of the crowd, too. They're also, it's like a parade. Yeah. Everyone's excited. And then you see him and it gets hushed. And then you hear the click of that, of the cane. Yeah. Which, He's not saying anything. He's just, yeah. This is going to mean nothing to anybody but myself. Mm -hmm. But there is an episode of the TV show Get Smart. Mm. where Max and 99 are on a boat and there's a clip-clop on the deck. Mm. And every time they hear that sound, someone dies. And so they're trying to figure out what is making that sound. Yeah, That click of Wonka's cane yeah. always reminding me of like, uh, oh, it's oh. a Get Smart episode. That scared huh. me as a kid. Well, people are going to die. Again, so literally does. nobody else thought that but me. <laughs> but that was my problem as a kid. Um. It's such a great intro, though, that he comes out. We don't know. He looks real serious. He's kind of hobbling over with his cane. He steps forward. Uh-oh, he let go of his cane. And he looks like he's about to fall over. Front flip. Ta-da! Like that, yeah. which was which was a Gene Wilder idea. Gene, you nailed it. Wasn't in the script. Mm. That was a Gene original that he did that. And they set it up, like, just set up a thing where my cane can wedge into it, and then I'm going to fall, but it's a flip. And he's like, that way, from that point on, you think, oh, this guy's cool. I don't know if I trust him. I don't know if I, you can't trust yeah, him. Yeah, it's like, that's, is he going to be tricking me this whole time? very smart. And yeah. then I always thought it was cool how, like, yeah, his cane just stood up. Like, it yeah. just didn't fall. It just, like, stood there. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a perfect... There's no better introduction to this character than that. That's totally. the best thing you could have done. And lots of his... In addition to that, just lots of his interactions through this movie are a lot of Gene Wilder improvising. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, it was written It was written well, but um, there's so many little... So he brings them into the factory, and they immediately have to sign a big contract, like saying, okay, you sign this contract. I mean, it, it, there's so much text on it, it's getting smaller and smaller by the end, they can't even read it. Yeah. And so much of that is improvised, where they're like, you know, I can't read the text that's at the bottom and Wonka's just like, oh, if you have any questions, dial information. Thank you for calling. Uh, yeah, who else is up? You know, these are all just things that Gene Wilder was just zipping out right. and it's so funny. Um, he's just dismissive completely of anybody. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, they signed the contract. They head in. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of great visual gags, you know, or, you know, ways they play with the the you know, environment where, you know, they go into an elevator and it feels like it's getting smaller and smaller. Then they open the door and they're in another place and another room that's where it looks like he's getting bigger. And, you know, they, it's just all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They, it's, yeah. it's once you're inside, and especially for a kid, it's like nonstop things to look at. Yeah. It's, it, it goes really crazy. And like every room is, is interesting to look at. It's fun. And then, you know, when they go into the big, I, I, it's, it's a thousand sight gags and it's that little door and it opens up and it's actually a huge door and it's yeah. into the gigantic room where you can eat anything because it's all candy. Yeah. Which that was a, that was a mind blower too. Of when course. They, when they get to that room, I'm, I, as a kid, it's still funny. You're not even thinking about how they, the filmmaking or anything. I'm just watching it going, you can eat everything in that right. room. Literally. Right. Yeah. And they prove it. They go around. This is where the classic song, pure imagination is done. Good song. Great song. And uh, and they, you know, everyone's running around during the number. And literally, like, anything that's there, it's like, that looks like cream. The st- woman just starts licking her yeah, hand. It's, it's honestly <laughs> gross how people are eating out of <laughs> yeah. that place. But it's fun as a kid to imagine, like, you could eat the grass? Like, oh, my yeah. God. Like, you know, like, and obviously, as an adult now, it's like, you know, I don't know. It's like the magic isn't all the way there as it used to be for me looking at that. But yeah. cause now I can see, like... <laughs> shitty set yeah 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 but as a kid it's like i would what does the dirt taste like i I gotta know yeah no he's got a river he's got a brown crappy looking river going through it well you better believe that's chocolate that ain't ain't mud um but uh yeah everything you know even you know he drinks out of the at the end of the song as he's wrapping it up he takes a little flower off and it's a buttercup he yeah yeah. he drinks out of it and it's like, and, and I remember as a kid watching, could he just eat that? And he does. He, does, yeah. he just, that's how he ends the number. Um, I remember really loving, I, I always loved the aesthetic of this chocolate room. And, uh, you know, and then shortly thereafter, the boat comes in. Right. Yep. And I remember just loving, 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 loving the aesthetic mm-hmm. of this whole part of the movie. Most of just factory in general. And, Really being again, I I think I really loved design from like again like the late sixties, kind of early set whatever. Yeah, that's also my jam, you right? Know, I think we we share that. Yeah, and it really blew me away that later in life, when I was in my twenties, we I remember we once we found out they had an annual pass, we started going to Disneyland. Yeah, and that's what really blew me away. It was like so much of it that was designed in the sixties, you know. And I'm looking at Adventureland and and some of the things there and whatever. It's like I really. That it was the same thing, that aesthetic, you know, Tomorrowland and stuff like that. And then I find out as I get older, this shit was all designed by the same dude. 
Har- no surprise. Harper Goff is the designer of all the sets and everything in this movie, and he did. He was he was like OG Disneyland designer. Like he mm. was he did Adventureland, a lot of Tomorrowland, a lot you know whatever. So it's like oh, a lot of my interests came from the same fucking this, this source. Guy, this guy's brain. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, so they're there again. You, you the pattern through this movie is the kids are all. Uh, you go to a room, you lose a kid. That's yeah, the pattern. That's it. So, and they exemplify some form of greed, and then the and then uh, you know, like the kid goes. To, it's Augustus Gloop. Oh, Chocolate River, and Wonka's like, yeah, that's the one thing I don't want to mess with because uh, this is our, this is how the chocolate gets made here as it flows through this river. It's a pure system, so don't mess with that. And Augustus Gloop is like, no, screw that. I eat everything I want, and he's doing that. Falls in the river and he gets sucked into a pipe. Yeah, he's gone. You know, I, I'm gonna say it. Yeah. Every kid is another deadly sin. This movie is like seven mm. for kids. <laughs> yeah, so that's one way to that's consi- a way to no sum it up. Think about that. <laughs> what that, was Gus's Gloop? You know, we know gluttony. We know. Yeah, but that's why at the end, not to jump ahead, but Charlie is looking for Grandpa, and there's just a box there, and he starts going, "What's in the box?" Right. Charlie's lust for sure. Yeah, Charlie's definitely for lust. Sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's pretty much every room uh, that happens. And then the Oompa Loompas, who we find out, that's why no one goes in or out of Wonka's factory, is he has a ton of helpers that he got from a land called Loompa Land. Um, he saved them from rotten, vermicious canids um, and other creatures in their, you know, they were in a bad environment. He took them there, brought them to his his uh his factory so that they can uh, live there, work there, do whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time we lose a kid, they sing a little song about the lesson that we've learned, which is again, as I said before, the most seventies yeah. thing in the movie. Yeah. The and little graphics coming ridiculous. up. And stuff. Yeah. If and th- that to me, if all the things that held up in the movie, this to me does not. Like, yeah. 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 It is I'd like, agree. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's silly. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares, really? But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, this is this is another thing uh, that that yeah. I guess my real problem with it is like it's stupid. Whatever. Yeah. If it was one time, sure. Yeah. But it's not. It's a lot of times. Every time you lose a kid, and it's like okay, like okay, I fucking got it. The kid was yeah. an asshole. Ah, uh, whatever. Yeah. That's uh, my, my biggest marking of this movie, I think, is Oompa Loompa parts. And the songs themselves are fine. Yeah. It's just what they did with the editing of it. This yeah. drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they try to give it a little bullet point at the end of each little scene. Um, very catchy. They are catchy songs. It's like it's trying to teach kid lessons. You know, yeah. like all the kids watching this movie, this part's for you. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. We're on to you. But again, even this one, it's like, yo, stop chewing so much. You know. What what are you at getting terribly fat? They're like they're, again, yeah, it's it, like it, stuff it, that's it, like nah, wouldn't do that now. No good, no good. <laughs> I understand, you know, a th- making a statement about like uh, you know gluttony or going too far, but it keeps they keep calling this kid fat and mm-hmm. <laughs> and how he's bad because he's fat. yeah. So whatever, there there's things that, yeah yeah. Honestly, to me, I felt bad for Augustus Gloop. Yeah, of all the kids, it's yeah. like you're the one where like I don't know, man. Like, yeah. Okay, and then, like, the only time he's an asshole is when he won't listen yeah. to, like, stop drinking that chocolate. Yeah, yeah. But maybe he was just too into it. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's what he was trained to That's what he was raised to do. I'm telling you. Like, of all the kids, Augustus is like, yo, bro, I think he's got it. Yeah. You got it rough, man. Veruca, like, yo, we gave you a million chances. You're a dick. Yes. But, uh. Even Violet Beauregard, we gave you chances, too. <laughs> yeah. She is told not to chew the gum, and she goes, 
you know, buzz off and you know, right. eats the, you know, okay, fine. But yeah, yeah Gustas, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, but anyway, whatever that, that keeps happening. So just to go through this fairly quick, that, that happens. Then we go, uh, the boat. Oh, we got the boat ride out of the chocolate room. Now, what the fuck? <laughs> Rocco, maybe you can explain this to me. Yeah. This part did scare me as a young kid. Yeah. I was probably six or seven when I first saw this movie and I was not into it. Yeah. The part with the snake. What the fuck? Like what, what are we This is a doing? trip out sequence. Right. Yeah why why i guess is my question do you do you know what the reasoning was to do this i mean i think it was just to instill the fear of like why is wong they wanted something that was just scary like to you know to to kind of put you know that this factory is not all what it seems right you know and it's not you know uh yeah it was just it was always just meant to just be a weird I you do know. like his song here. Yes. And I think about it a lot. Yeah. I think Marilyn Manson did a cover of it. Yeah. But, but yeah, I honestly, is this the footage that they chose to show of like fucked up imagery? It's like, yeah. why are you showing this to kids? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. They, they definitely wanted to have like a part that would just kind of, mm, okay, this, you know, I don't, you're kind of on the edge of your seat the rest of the time you're in this factory. They got to scare you one time. Yeah. Um, but Something that I didn't see until years later, because I had a copy of it that was taped off of the Disney Channel. Mm. And anytime this was on TV, they cut out a chicken getting its head cut off. That's right. That's right. That was never in there. And then when I bought the VHS later in life, it was like, what? Um, That is the one part of it. I think having a scare here is a great thing to, again, make you constantly kind of like, this factory is cool, but. What's really going on here? I I don't mind that. I we could have lost the chicken. As the one part, I will say, I would have edited that out. Don't need to see a chicken. I just really think like, hey, the lights turn red and he sings a scary song. Yeah, I don't need the footage of any of it. <laughs> yeah. Really, like I get it. This is scary now. Yeah. Yeah, why are you trying to scar these kids watching this movie? Like, who want to see a chocolate factory movie? Now they're watching a chicken get his head cut off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all just to trip you out. They see some images of Slugworth in there too. Charlie's right. like, oh, like, is this tapping into my mind? What is this? You right. know, again, just to instill that thing. You know, you don't know what is really going on mm-hmm. in this factory. Okay. Wonka's Wonka's got a you know something going on I'm with a him. Psycho. So anyway, then they get to the room with a lot of the secret stuff. Like this is where Wonka's w- really working on the prototypes, and they've got exploding. Can- I love this whole scene too. Oh, exploding candy for your enemies. That's a great, that's a great gag. Yeah. And then, oh, gobstoppers. We make gobstoppers here. And you see all the kids look at each other. like. So we know they've all been visited by Slugworth. Like yeah. they're all just like, mm, okay, this is what we heard about. And Wonka's like, all right, I'm going to give everyone a gobstopper. One for, one for each kid. Okay, there you go. There you go. Um, And uh, then, okay, over here, I'm working on gum. That's like a, a three course meal or whatever. And Violet, the gum chewer, she's like, oh, I love gum. She takes the piece, and he's like, oh, that's a prototype. I like, don't do that. I really wouldn't. She goes, well, it's gum. That's for me. And she Violet. chews the gum. Idiot. And the dad's just, well, what does it taste like? Oh, man, you know, oh, uh, you know, she's like, oh, roast beef and a baked potato. Oh, and he's like, oh, yeah, with sour cream. What's for dessert? She gets, she starts to taste the dessert. It's blueberry pie. And she uh-huh. starts blowing up like a blueberry. Oh, no. 
And, and Wonka's like, <laughs> they're like, should we get someone to help? Help police murder. <laughs> so. Um, Yeah, it's like, I mean, I told you not to chew the gum. You're chewing the gum. What mm-hmm. what else would you like me to add here? Um, and so they have to take Violet away to be to go to the squeezing room to be squeezed before she explodes. Now that you get another uh, Oompa Loompa song, she's gone. So now we got three kids down. I think that's three kids left. They go see the lickable wallpaper. Oh, classic scene. Snozberries is something I think about all the time. Oh yeah. I don't know why that line snozberries that always sticks with me. I'm trying to go shopping for groceries. I always think snozberries. And I love the non sequitur, great writing, but also non sequitur. You know, he says, Oh, the oranges taste like orange. Snozberries taste like snozberries. She's like, who ever heard of snozberry? And he just, he just holds her right there. She's about to lick the thing and he stops her and he goes, we are the music makers and we are the dreamers of the dreams. What does that have to do with what she said? Who knows? Nothing. But I love that this movie takes that those moments to just like, let, hey, let you figure it out. You know, just, you know, it's it's a kid's movie, but it, I, I don't know. It just kind of like, take, it's not afraid to like take a moment and go, whoa, what? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so they make their way through. Um, now they visit the goal. I think we see uh, the, you know, whatever. We're just going through this quickly. Uh, golden Geese. Uh, the geese that lay golden eggs, they do that every. Right. Uh, well, well, we should get really quick yeah. to the because after that, don't they go to the bubble room? Oh yeah, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, Famous didn't want to skip that scene, which I hated as a kid. Oh really? I hated it because I was so scared for Charlie. Like, yeah, he's gonna get caught. Grandpa Joe, why the fuck are you encouraging this? Like, yeah, they, you should know better. They have fizzy lifting drinks that make you float, and they're they again don't don't drink this. But when they walk away, Grandpa's like, "Have a sip, just do it." Why the sip. fuck? Oh, Grandpa Joe. Yeah, I don't forgive you for this one. Yeah, Grandpa Joe is kind of kind of a also the the burping scene. Yes, yeah. that's how you save yourself as you burp. Ew. Yeah, uh, which was kind of bold for a movie that long ago. I don't think there were burping scenes in any other. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. at the time this was considered, like, they belch that Which much. I think, because uh, I know, how do you pronounce the guy who wrote this name? Roald Dahl? Is that the guy? Yeah. yeah. He helped write the screenplay and then yeah. bounced and didn't finish writing it. Mm. But this scene was added, I believe. I don't think this is in the book. I think so. I think you I thought right. I read a note saying that. I so, was more of a fan of the movie than the book, so I don't remember everything from the book. Wh- but Why yeah. they had to add this scene, I do not know. You make Charlie, like... I'm worried that he's in trouble. He's going to yeah. maybe die. All yeah. of this dumbass grandpa. Yeah. Ugh. But you got to put some danger into it. I, I liked this part personally because, again, adding danger to this factory. It's not all candy. It's like, yo, you like everyone is kind of tested. You know, it's like, hey, you, you again, you you stepped away. You snuck, you know, when no one was looking and did that thing and you're paying for it. Right. But um, to me, it's like. I don't know. Now he's just one of the bad kids. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But he, but again, you know, he was encouraged by his grandpa. Oh, shit, grandpa. You know, he's tested, and uh, you have to learn. You have to do these things to learn. You mm-hmm. know, and so uh, thankfully they got out of it. It appears no harm, no foul. No one even knows, or do they? And they moved on to um, the geese laying golden eggs. Yeah, yeah. They have the ge- which uh, the whole time when when they're in that part where they're maybe gonna fly into the propeller blades and all that stuff 
I'm like, is is Wonka and them just standing in the Golden Goose room? Like, well, I'm sure Charlie will join us at some point. Like, what's that? What yeah. are they doing for 20 minutes? Uh, they're just jerking it. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what they're really doing? Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, you see where the geese lay golden eggs. That's where uh, I guess uh, Wonka gets a lot of his best chocolate for Easter, which right. is, I think, a great gag, you know. But Easter's over, and he goes, shh, they don't know that. I'm trying to get ahead for next year. Yeah. Um. Veruca, the rich idiot kid, wants a golden goose. And the dad's like, name your price. Like, I'll buy one right now. They're like, well, they're not for sale. Now everyone's got a price. Just tell me. You know, they're both like, well, you're not going to tell me I can't have something. Yeah. You know, and so you get a great song by Veruca. Maybe one of the better songs of the movie. I agree. I think she can't sing it, but that <laughs> is not the actress's fault. No. It's kind of goes with it where it's like, I kind of like the fact that she's not the best singer. No, really. she, she, she wants to get, she's going to barge through this song, like it or not. She's a spoiled brat and you're yeah. going to hear her sing and it's not going to be in key all the time yeah. and deal with it. Yeah. So that yeah. works. She kind of screeches her way through it and it's great. Uh, but she was a bad I egg. I want a potty. Good. Good ass <laughs> song. Yeah. Uh, oh, that joke. You're right. At the end. I love that. She, she falls down. She was a bad egg. Yeah. Yeah. She goes on the thing that reads if the egg is good or bad. She falls in. She was a bad egg. Like that. That is a great gag. Uh, the dad goes in after her. And another great example of well done dark humor in this movie is, does that, like, that's the garbage shoot? Yeah. Didn't you say that goes to the furnace? Like, are they, what's going to happen are, are to them? Are they dead? Yeah. And Wonka's like, well, that furnace is lit every other, I think only every other day. So I guess they have a good sporting chance now, don't they? All right, you know, like, yeah. like, like, just meh. anyway, move on. Um, we get we uh, there's a little sequence, kind of a pointless scene, but they take the Wonka mobile. That is definitely a pointless scene. <laughs> yeah, it's just to show an effect, a camera trick, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Hey, we got a car that runs on like soda pop and bubbles and stuff. It's and only it gets gonna all go 15 them. feet, and we're gonna get covered in shit and then cleaned again. And then yeah, that's it. They get off the car. They're like. That's the distance we went. That was like literally 15 feet. Couldn't we have walked? Another great line where Wonka says, if the good Lord had intended us to walk, he wouldn't have invented roller skates. Then they move on to the next. Oh, classic. Classic. But that point scene is kind of pointless. Definitely. Um, the, oh, oh, oh uh, they fill it with all the gas. Again, it's from bubbles from soda. And uh, Grandpa Joe says, this thing's got more gas in it than a politician. Relevant. Still relevant. <laughs> today uh-oh we're looking at you Re Mitt Romney Google politics <laughs> um but anyway they get to the last room uh pretty much the last room the tv room right where Wonka is like hey I, yeah I'm working on ways to transport chocolate through tv because how does tv work at least you know back then you broadcast it over the air in a million pieces your tv puts it back together it's all done radio you know airwaves mm -hmm. and Mike tv is like can you do it with people? Because I, I want to be the first kid sent by television. And again, again, Wonka's like, yeah, well, I guess it would work, but like, I haven't tried it. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Mike TV goes in and hits the button. And again, Wonka's like, oh, great. Yeah, another kid doing stupid shit. Thanks. Uh, it puts Mike TV back, but he's small. Uh, well, you got to take him to this room to stretch him out. I don't know. See ya. The kid gets taken somewhere. We've, we were now down all the kids except Charlie. I like the uh, effect. I always thought it was cool of the mom talking to the kid. Yeah. Which is clearly a projector. Yeah. 
talking to him. But yeah. it was as a kid, like, whoa. Yeah. That's what he sees. Like, it was cool. Yeah, it was well done. I also love the aesthetic of this room, how it's all, again, very yeah, great. clean room. Great cinematography for back then. Very 2001. It's like all white. Everyone's in a white suit. I don't know. There's this great design. Yeah. In all this. this once you get inside the factory, I mean, the whole movie, but like the yeah. set pieces, everything is, is again interesting to look at. Everything so. is well designed, and I nothing think. is like the other room. It's yeah. all very different. Everything has its own aesthetic, yes. which I think really I enjoyed uh, so much when I first saw it, um, and now. But anyway, they beam them. Uh, whatever. All that stuff goes wrong. They get rid of Mike TV. So they're walking out, and then uh, so it's just Charlie and Grandpa Joe and Wonka, and Wonka's like. Well, here's my office. This is my stop. And they're like, what? Doesn't, doesn't, don't we, win, didn't we win like a lifetime supply of chocolate and like all this other stuff we get because we won the contest? And Wonka's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I got to answer this letter from the queen. Uh, see ya. Whole day wasted. Bye. And he goes into his office and they're like, what, the, what just happened there? Yeah, it was weird. Did we just get snubbed? Like, what happened? Like, is, Won- is Wonka pissed or what? What's going on? They go into his office. Another 10 out of 10 room design. What if everything was half? half? I don't know why they do that. No, but it's interesting. But everything in the room, literally, he's got a bust of a thing. It's in half. A clock. Uh, clock is in half. Desk, half. Everything is cut in half. I really, I think someone had that idea for a long time and just went, well, here's here's the last room to use it. Just do it. Yeah. Um. But they go in and it's like, yo, what about the lifetime supply of chocolate for, for uh, Charlie here? Like, that's still what's up with that and Wonka who is mm-hmm. writing stuff on his desk informs him uh yeah you breached the contract you stole fizzy lifting drinks oh think we forgot about the fizzy lifting drinks I thought you didn't even know Wonka I'm so sorry he knew mm. he's like you touched and contaminated that whole facility the ceiling had to be cleaned yeah everything you broke that was in the contract I asked you not to do the stuff you did it uh you know, you, 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 I asked you so many times, you broke the rules, so you get nothing. Good day. Oh. And Grandpa Joe, he goes a little far here, but Grandpa Joe's like, you got this kid's hopes up. Mm-hmm. And he says, you're a crook, you're a thief and a swindler. How dare you bring a boy's hopes up and smash them in pieces? You're an inhuman monster. Mm-hmm. Wonka's like, good day! I said good day, sir. But, you know, Grandpa Joe... I, I'm watching this. I'm like, you broke rules. Like, you weren't supposed to do you it. You told Charlie to do this. You yeah. told him to do this. Wonka didn't tell him to do it, bro. And so they leave, and Grandpa Joe is like, yo, that Slugworth guy that talked to you, yo, he wants a gobstopper? We're going to give him one. We're going to get a for- our fortune. You know, they got an easy ticket to still get right. a ton of money here. And Charlie says, stop. Hold on. And he turns around. We don't know what he's going to do. And he walks over to the desk. He's got that everlasting gobstopper. That's his ticket. Which right looks there. like a terrible thing to put in your mouth. Yeah, I would record. not suck I, on that. No way. He takes the everlasting gobstopper and he says, Mr. Wonka. He puts it on the desk. Hmm. Like, without even consulting Grandpa Joe, he's like, Well, um, you can't talk to you. He's an asshole. Yeah. Don't talk to Grandpa Joe. Yeah, he's. Charlie is now acting of his own accord. Right. He is Finally. Not, he's not listening he's to Wonka. free of his villainous grandpa. He's not listening to any influence. Mm-hmm. He's going, that wouldn't be the right thing to do. Even though you just <laughs> chewed us out, take it. And we obviously need the money because we're fucking poor. Yeah. I'm not going to get the money this way. He'd rather stay poor than mm-hmm. do something dirty like that. Right. So he sets it on the desk and then 
Wonka reaches his hand. And with that, he, again, another great line. So shines a good deed in a weary world. You know, he has all these little isms throughout right. the whole movie. It's just like another good one. And he says, Charlie, my boy, you did it. You won. And they're all like, what? I'm sorry. What just happened? Wonka brings in Slughorn. Yo, come in here. Fuck. Slugworth. Slugworth. Slughorn is Harry Potter. I'll Forgive cut. me. Oh, is that? Oh, it is, isn't Forgive it? Forgive me. Yes. Oh, uh, that's okay. The universe. It's all. Hey, it's all Warner Brothers. So there you it's all go. Same, probably same universe. They're all in Space Jam too. Um, no, but uh, he brings uh, Mister Mister Wilkinson. Come here, or whatever he says. Wh- whatever the guy's name is. Come in here, and they're like, "Oh, sh- Slugworth, he's in here." What's? It? They're all just like, oh. and Wonka goes, "Nope, that was not Slugworth. He works for me. He tested you, and you won. Like you did. You did a good deal. Like passed the, you, passed the w- test. you passed the test. You won. Come with me." And they go into the great glass Wonka Vader. Mm-hmm. This is, and you thought this is an elevator that could go up and down? <laughs> you fucking idiot! What are you, moron? This thing is going front ways and sideways and square ways and and any other ways you could think of. Any button you go anywhere. So they, but there's one button Wonka's never hit. Push it, Charlie. Oh, Charlie do it. You do it. So Charlie's like, fuck three, it. Three, two, one. Fuck it. And it catapults them out and they shatter the glass ceiling. And I'm not talking for women's rights, unfortunately. It's just not in this go, movie, at least. Not in this movie. <laughs> they go outside. Uh, or minorities, for that matter. Yeah, not, really. Not they, this movie's not breaking the glass ceiling for, for anybody. Literally anyone but Charlie. But Charlie. But for a white male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but maybe for poverty, they, they yeah, you know, know. They, they, it's a small victory for them. But uh, they go out into the sky. And they're flying above the world and above the city. And Charlie's like, I can see my school from here. Look at all this. Look at all this. And Willy Wonka lets him know. He says, you know, did you like my chocolate factory? Oh, it's the greatest place in the whole world. Good. Because I'm giving it to you. (gasps) The twist is revealed. Wonka is giving. He is retiring. And he said, if I give if I just sign this place over to a a grown-up they're gonna do it their way they're gonna change it they're gonna they're gonna go corporate they're gonna do what's profitable but i needed a kid i needed a child who had that childlike view of things you know and wouldn't treat it the way that an adult would and you you embodied all those things and i'm gonna give the factory to you your family can move in my empire is yours now and that's basically how it ends. But what I think is really interesting is what's in the original script is the scene. And it just, uh, it basically, I think it, I think I'm trying to remember what the original thing was, but they hug. And I think it said like they lived happily ever after or something like that. That was it. Like that was on the screen mm-hmm. and that was it. And they were all like, that's how we're ending it. Like, I just feel like we could, feel like we could hit it harder you know there was something like we could we could i feel like we could do something better and it was down to like the last day that before shooting the writer of the script had left like he was not there anymore oh man and they uh the the script the screenwriter he said was on vacation at like lake tahoe or something (laughs) couldn't be reached oh fuck and he was by the lake and there was a public phone and he heard that ringing what the you're lying to me and he was like, what? 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 
and they they found him there. They no were like, we way. made every call, and it was the director like, how do we end this? And this is what it was. It wasn't they live happily ever after. It wasn't that. It was something lame. Like, well, we did. It was like, yeah, we did it. It was. So, it, there was nothing fancy at the end. And they talked to him on the phone. And was like, yeah, we need something better from the ending. And that's what the guy said. He's like, they lived happily ever after. Like, what? Like, how, convey that. I don't know what else to say. And then the director thought it. The director was like, I think I know. We'll, we'll have another little Wonkaism there. And so the night before they came up with that, where Wonka goes, Yo, Charlie, don't don't forget what happened to the man who suddenly got everything he always wanted. What's that? He lived happily ever after. And that that so that came up. That was like a last minute edition. I want a movie about how they found that guy at the lake. Yeah, make that movie. <laughs> how you a random payphone got you got someone that, that way. That screenwriter was at Lake Tahoe or wherever he was. He was at a lake, and when he heard that phone ring, he was like, "You got to be fucking That's kidding me!" Wow. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, that that therein the, is the end of the movie. I was always bummed at the ending. Really? Well, I mean, bummed is not the right word, but it's like I want. Well, now what? Yeah. I want to see more. Which question, Rocco? Yeah. If you found out, if you found out that right now they're making a sequel to this movie, yeah, starring the actual Charlie, yeah, and now it's like he's Wonka's age or older even, and now he's doing it again, yeah. Would you be excited or would you be like, nah, we nah, don't mess with it? Uh, I mean, you know, in general, my default is like we're good, mm-hmm. but. I would be way more into a new movie that's, hey, it's today, and it's what became of Charlie after he took the And they got the same actor. I would be way more into that than what they keep fucking doing is, hey, we remade it. Uh, We're good. We got the, we got. We got it. Nailed it the first time, I would say. No, we're going to do it again. Okay. Well, it sucked. And then uh, now they're working on a new one. Oh, it's a prequel to how Wonka came to. Get his. Fa- I don't care. That is like so not use- useful information. Right. Don't need to know that. Right. But if the, yeah, if they did one that was like call it Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. That's and it's like oh what they're telling that story again. No, no. it's him now. It's the sequel and it's him now and he's giving out five more golden tickets. Yeah. And maybe and maybe it's like you know the world that he lives in. It can't. Maybe you can't do things the same way as Wonka did back then. Maybe those things that he learned from Wonka aren't working now, and he has to learn that. And, you know, something like that. Give me the next step as opposed to, yeah. well, now we're going to, no, we're going to tell that story again. You and know? again and again. Yeah. And again and again and again. Um. So, anyway. Well, that's the movie. Yeah. That Damn. is the movie. We got through, we did, a, we did good. The movie made, it cost 20 million to make. Yeah. It's a big budget back in the day. Yeah, most of it I'm assuming is on sets, and then uh, it made thirty in the theater. But I, this is one of those like classic movies. I feel like made an infinite amount of money. As t- it still makes money today, I would yeah. think. Yeah. So that was the thing is they considered it a big disappointment when it hit. Oh, they when did. It, when it oh when it hit theaters, they were like, we thought this was going to be like our big hit. We thought this was the the new Wizard of Oz. Like oh. we we really and they were crushed. And again, and then they had a whole deal with Quaker Oats and all that right. with candy and all of that m- melted. Um, and so all around, they were like, well, so much for Failure. that. And then it they played it on TV eventually. And then somehow it became a thing where like TV networks would play this on Easter. Yeah. Like Easter oh, Sunday. Candy. Yeah. Easter Sunday, they're going to play this. And then um, once home video hit, yeah, they said it, it just became unlike anything yeah now this is one of the like treasures of the warner brothers right. catalog but 
it really wasn't at first. They considered it like a disappointment, um, which is, I, I said this before, but they re-released this in theaters in uh, the last however many months. And when I went and saw it, they had the dude from Turner Classic Movies come in after the credits yeah. and just talk about the the, the, the fallout. It oh, was wow. just like, wow, what a great ending. To, and then, da, 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 and it goes to him. Willy Wonka was a box office failure. Huh. Uh, everyone, uh, The director never directed another movie for Warner Brothers again. And da, 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 da. Uh, never made his money back. Anyway, uh, Tim Burton took a chance on it in 2005. It's like, you're just moving on from that? Damn, like, yeah. it became a cult classic. Yeah. Um, Damn. But anyway, uh, it definitely found its thing, and and rightfully so, because it's a good movie. Um, I will go on record and say mm. I hate the 2005 one. We I thought, that, I don't know what you thought about that. I but did not like it. Yeah, it was, to me, it was like, but the second I heard uh, Johnny's voice, I was out. Yeah, it was the like the second this guy, I heard the, that voice, like nah. And, and again, and they wanted to like go into his family life. Which Willy I Wonka's watched. Family I watched life. the movie. Yeah, and it was not good. Yeah, it was like it's so funny because Tim Burton talked shit on this original movie. He's like, yeah, I never thought it was very good. And then he did his, and it was like, yeah, this is a. It's so funny given that this was made in the seventies and has a lot more timeless themes in it. Yeah. And then the one in two thousand five has this ham-fisted like thing about a, about family or something. It's yeah. like, yeah, this is like way less nuanced of a script than the one in the seventies. Yeah. So yeah, fuck off. Fuck off. Um, I don't know how this new one is gonna be. I mean, again, I I feel like I'm good, but I have nothing against. Tim Chalamet. I mean, I'll, fine. I'll watch it. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I'm not going into it with no expectations. Yeah. I don't care. I'll check it out. Why not? I don't have anything against Chalamet. I know at one point though, they were ta- they've been they've been wanting to do a read uh, another really Wonka take forever. Mm-hmm. And at one point they were suggesting when it comes to actors who could do Willy Wonka now. I don't know if there's anyone that comes to mind for you, mm-hmm. but at one point this name was brought up and I thought that guy would do great. Hmm. Was Ryan Gosling? I thought oh, that. Oh yeah, right. He kind of he could do that same kind of dry thing. I actually good. think he would have done a good job. I agree. Um, but that never happened. So anyway, um, well, this is the this is the real question, Rocco. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone's on the edge of their seat wondering what, how many shakers does this movie get from you? Yeah. <sighs> is it one? Is it two? You know, I don't know. How long will you give me to think it over? Um, I'm going to give you the next 10 seconds. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Willy Wonka and the Chaga Factory, to me, why I always loved it so much is it's the aesthetic of the, it's the aesthetic of the whole movie. I think it's directed great. I think it the humor is still really funny. You know, there's a couple things that are duds now, but in general, I think it like still works. But to me, this movie is a great it it works for kids it works for adults and it is about to me the most important thing in like life you know it's like the good deed when no one is watching mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's so many opportunities to to be sh- to do this or be shitty and whatever and and people on a daily basis will take them but it's about like even when no one's asking you to do it to go that extra bit it, it, it that oozes out of every part of this movie and it just it means a lot to me and mm-hmm. so th- it's my favorite movie ever ever i'll plant my flag it's my number one favorite movie wow and so i'm gonna go five okay Bold. i'm gonna go five Bold. on this Bold. i was gonna 
I was I was stuck. I'm going five. I'm going five. Mm. I'm going five. Okay, surprise me. I think we're all shocked. <laughs> um, you know, for me, uh, you know, watch this movie a shitload, so many times. Yeah, and I've definitely got my money's worth out of this movie. I do love this movie. I do, I don't love it to level Rocco does, and I definitely see like the Loompa Loompa songs we talked about. The you know things I I already mentioned I don't like about yeah. this movie, and there are things. Yeah, yeah. I do love the aesthetic of it. I think for me, it's I was I was wavering in between a three and a four. Like I really love it. I think I'll give it a four because it's a timeless classic. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies that it's like. I'm sure on every like 100 movies to watch list, this has got to be on it. Like this yeah. is a movie that it just it captures a time and it's really fun. Yeah, and regardless of a few things aging bad or whatever, I, I just feel like there's so many other movies of this kind from back then or whenever that have way longer lists of like, oh man, this part sucks yeah. or this this I don't want to sit through you know whatever. You there's not that. M- Comparatively, really, this movie doesn't have that much. Of I mean, that. there are things like that mom song where, again, where it's yeah. like you're bumping me down, you're trying to get me yeah. to say a three, you're trying, but yeah. I'm still gonna stick with a four. Uh, I will say, uh, Derek, I'm gonna give him a he's gonna give it a three. That's what I would say, say he would do. I would just guess that. So, to make it even, three for Derek if you're keeping score. Um, yeah. I disagree with the there's always been like, uh, oh, the Willy Wonka. I mean, he Willy Wonka has a weird vibe, uh, kind of like there's like maybe. Maybe he, you know, you don't trust him, but there's always like articles about, even when we were looking up images of this, we found like one where they made one called bloody and yeah, it's like, this, whole time. this is actually an introduction to horror. I don't think that's, uh, I think that's kind of overthinking it a little bit. I but, also agree. Yeah. I but, mean, it's, it's a silly movie, but I did like that. They gave everyone kind of had a couple sides to them. And I, I really appreciate that, especially with him. Yeah. But. And also, Gene Wilder is great. Yeah, you can't. I mean, yeah. there's a whole story about how the casting it was a whole thing. Yeah, everyone wanted this part, and they went to Gene Wilder like, "Can you do it?" And he basically had a list of demands. Yeah, which I'm glad they went this way. Thank yeah. God they did. Yeah. Um. Anyways, all right. That was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Rocco's favorite movie of all time. Maybe someday we'll do my favorite movie of all time. Maybe. Didn't we? I thought we. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Nope. We didn't do it. We have not done it Princess yet. Princess Bride is up there. That's one of my favorites. But Back to the Future is numero uno for me. Wow. Maybe yeah. one day we'll get there. Uh, maybe not. But uh, Derek is back, as we said, the next week. And yeah. he chose the movie that we're going to watch, which is a movie that Rocco and I have never seen. Mm, yeah. Heard about it a billion times. We're going to watch the... Is there more than one? I don't know if there is. but we're gonna I actually don't know. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. And if there is more than one, we're watching the first one. Yes. So with Arnold, that one with Arnold. Yeah. Did they? I guess I feel like they remade it fairly recently. I have no. I, I don't know anything about Conan except for where I made fun of him on UHF. So I know that. But oh uh, yeah, Conan the Librarian. Well, I'm gonna watch that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll watch that. Anyways, so watch Conan the Barbarian, and then we'll see you next week with a full cast movie club. And thanks for watching and subbing to our Patreon, everyone. Yes. We appreciate it, and you know. It's fun stuff for us. So thanks a lot. One one last thing I want to say about Wonka. Mm. I got nothing. I just wanted to make, oh. you, make you nervous. This oh episode's God. running long Fuck. enough. You know what? I knew it would be a long one, and it's fine. Get ready when you do Back to the Future. I'm going to go three hours on it. Oh, oof. That one? And my Michael J. Fox is the best actor of our time. See, that one? That one's going to suck because you can talk forever about it, and absolutely so can I. Yeah. Derek's, you know, Derek, we would wait be, for, Derek would be like, we'll wait for a time where Derek needs in our break and then we'll do that movie. Seriously. Because I think that's our best bet because he's <laughs> not going to be there for that. 
<laughs> Anyways, all right. We will see you next week for Conan the Barbarian. Don't for, and don't forget who about the man who got every movie club episode he ever wanted to see. What happened? He continued to sub torpedo. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Come with.